Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. everyone and welcome to on the turnbuckle here on my podcast house.com or whatever you're listening to us on thank you for joining us the barking in the back belongs to welshy oh that dog i'm gonna kill it no don't no 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 he's only joking he's only joking he's only joking and lyle also joins us hello lyle oh there you go mate doing well yeah oh yeah very good aim so while welshy so while welshy and i (laughs) Are uh, stuck at home, plying our trades. Uh, you're still going out to work? Yes, I still get to go out, out of the house for uh, ten hours every day to work, and then Bastard. I get and I get no my allotted. No one's happier than your wife. Uh, well, it's, it's weird. She's been getting up early to make sure I do leave. That's a <laughs> that's a new one. I do leave very early in the morning. It's still dark out and very cold. But yeah, she's uh, making sure I leave, which is yeah. I'm not sure how to. Had to take that. Well, she'd been wrapping your lunch in a roadmap for three years. You haven't taken it in <laughs> yet. <laughs> oh, she, she hasn't made me lunch either. The old Melway sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tony's crack- kids start getting that in grade four. Yes, they did. <laughs> yeah, you're right. They never took the hint either. Uh, Crackerjack last week, boys. Week before, but yes. Yeah, it was two uh, weeks ago, wasn't it? Love having... Love having Cracker Jackies. Um, good fun, Thomas. I uh, I actually felt smarter at the end of that interview. It's gone downhill since for you. You're back yeah, to being normal. Yeah, yeah. It didn't last. That's for sure. But no, uh, he's very well rounded in his um in his knowledge of the arts and entertainment industry. So it's always a pleasure to um to ask him some questions uh, and get his unfiltered answers. Yeah, unfortunately, my mother's very concerned about how well-rounded I am at the moment. <laughs> That's COVID eating. COVID weight. <laughs> 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 oh. no, uh, go on, Lyle. Yeah. Now, Cracker Jack, he was, he was onto it early to how serious this whole corona stuff was actually going to be. He was going, rocking up to places you know, before everything got locked down in hazmat suits and everyone yeah. laughed at him but you know he's uh yeah a well-read man way ahead well, of his time all of the new restrictions are we actually banned from watching wrestling now or is that still allowed or like is does daniel andrews banned wwe network and things like that yet well no, because you can watch watched... it from home so that's okay yeah if he actually watched some of the wrestling going on at the minute he may have banned it <laughs> uh, we need the government to protect us, you reckon? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes but we don't. We won't sometimes. protect ourselves. <laughs> no, we're glutton for punishments, uh, wrestling fans. That's what we are. And uh, after having a bit of a week off last week, uh, we hope our listeners enjoyed the Throwback Thursday of Lobo. We do hope they did. Yes, another yes. one of your friends blast from the past, there, Tony. Did he get your name right? I think he got your name wrong as well. No, he got my name wrong. I'll have to to go check that. Yeah, please do. He got it wrong off air, and we had to correct (laughs) it before going on air. So I was like... Well, I remember... Remember when we recorded that, and like Lyle kept Lobo waiting for about an hour? That's right. Correct. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I got stuck in traffic that night. What an arsehole. That was very embarrassing. An Australian wrestling legend... And, and you're, here I am rocking up late unprofessionally. And you're travelling from Seddon to Yarraville. So I don't know how to, <laughs> for those, to get there. For those outside of, outside of Victoria, it's about two kilometres. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I could get away with it now. 
if if this lockdown that uh, there's a bit further to travel. Yeah. Uh, but, but to be fair, I did give you the wrong address. <laughs> I've been there before. <laughs> have you seen how how clear the streets are at the moment after eight o'clock? The photos. No, there's I'm less, not allowed in them. There's less people oh, in the. the there's less people in the streets at the moment than there is in the South Geelong wrestling promotion. <laughs> Hang on a minute, Tony. Who's taking these photos? No, they are taking them from the CCTV oh, they cameras. Hired, they probably hired um, someone to take the photos at the promotion. No, no, no. They're taking them from uh, the CCTV <laughs> cameras. 8.36 yesterday, there was not one car going through the tunnel. Uh, let's 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 do our interview. Let's do it right now. All right, boys. Time to catch up with our first guest this evening. Uh, a guy that's made it all the way over from Malaysia and now calls Australia home. Let's welcome Emin the Kid onto the program. Emin, how are you, mate? I'm all right. How's everyone doing right now? Oh, very well, thank you. I must say, I was very excited initially when I saw the rundown. I thought we had Eminem, but it's not. <laughs> You no, this can, is better. Can, can you rap? Um, you know, let's not let's not try it tonight. No, no, no. You can TikTok though. Oh, let's not talk about that. <laughs> Are we allowed like, to talk about anything? Oh, we can talk about kangaroo meat. I'm I'm like really into oh. that right now. Okay. Uh, food is your department, Tony. Yeah, no, I'll definitely get on to kangaroo meat with you on that. That's not a problem at all. First of all, mate, uh, how are things treating you in lockdown? Are you, uh, you, as, as a wrestler, obviously, you, uh, you want to be out there fighting, but that's not happening? Um, lockdown's going... Uh, I, think, I think lockdown's going okay. I uh, just started uni again, so I'm quite busy with that. But I really do miss uh, going to training and like uh, wrestling and shows and whatever. Like That's the... That's one of the reasons why I came to Australia, actually, other than studying. And you've been training um, at Vicious Pursuit. Yep, that's correct, yeah. How, um, I went down there one day and I saw you guys training and it, it felt like there was a good little team atmosphere there. Uh, what's it like training with uh, Carlo Cannon? Well, honestly, it's, uh, I was really scared of Carlo at first. And I was, I wouldn't really talk that much, but, you know, getting to know like the team and Carlo, I think we've known each other for a year and a half already. Uh, I feel like it is a family, it's a close-knit family. And I think whenever we have training or even just talking, checking up on each other during lockdown, I think that's something that you don't really see that much anymore in wrestling. And last year, Carlo had a few injuries and obviously was out for a while. What was it like, firstly, training without Carlo there? And secondly, how did you guys rally around him? Oh, when, when Carlo got injured, I think it was maybe two or three months in when I arrived in uh, Melbourne. We had DCT come down and uh, train with us too. He, he taught us quite a lot. And also with his students, uh, uh, Carlo Senior is like a E-man and Kaz and whatnot. They um they also help run the drills and it's but it's mostly Carlo uh, explaining what it is what we needed to do and we just uh, try to do them to our capabilities. And we know uh yeah we've we've spoken to Carlo before on the show. He's got an infectious personality. His passion for the business is ridiculous. Um, is that like inspiring stuff on the tough days at training to get through? Yeah, like I'm glad I have Carlo as a coach, especially in Australia, because his his energy and his commitment to like want to make it or even have his students make it to the top, that's something that always inspires me every day. Because sometimes when when the going gets tough, you know, and also with lockdown and you know when wrestlers the only way they make money is through shows or merchandise and whatever. When when it gets put on a pause. It does get tough on some days, but seeing Carlo and how like positive he is and how encouraging he is, it just kind of drives you to put in another hundred percent when it comes to these things. And when you when you came to Australia, um, how, how old are you, Emma? You're very young. 
Uh, I'm He's a kid. 19. Oh, since I'm a kid, kayfabe wise, I'm 15. <laughs> <laughs> but um, how old were you when you first started wrestling? Wow. Oh, that feels like a long time ago. I started uh, training when I was 13. So that was six years ago. So although you're quite experienced and you've made a, a name for yourself in Malaysia, um, you came to Australia not really knowing anyone. What was it like trying to make contact with people and um, let everyone know that, that you were here? Um, honestly, the, when I came here, I was pretty much uh, unknown, unknown to the wrestling community and I didn't really know anyone uh, other than like the really top wrestlers in Australia. So it was quite hard to, to make connections with uh, the fans and also the potential wrestlers that I might work with in the future. So uh, actually joining Fish's Pursuit and training under Carlo did give me a bit of help. Uh, as Carlo always uh, promotes his uh, students and whatnot. And also my match with uh, Robbie and J.K. Moody in, um, what was it, Adelaide? That kind of oh. got the ball, the ball rolling with my name. So that I'm quite, you know, blessed and grateful to get that match and also to be training with Carlo because those are the top two reasons why like, I still get to wrestle in big shows in uh, Australia this day. So yeah, tell us, I saw a video of you wrestling when you first got here um, that Greg from the B Plus gave to me to watch. And um, I messaged Carlo saying, you've got you've to work with this kid. Right. I did, I did not know that. No, neither wow. did Welshie. just made that up. Just sent. <laughs> Good guy, Welshie, killing his gimmick. Yeah, exactly. Hey, uh, so tell us about the wrestling scene in Malaysia. Emin, is it is it big? Oh, we are currently we just had a annual grand meeting, our first ever AGM. Uh, I think it was last week that the government has recognised uh, professional wrestling as a sport, a national sport in Malaysia. So we go. are still we're still in our infancy stage. We've been I've my PW Malaysia Pro Wrestling has been alive as long as I have trained. So that's about six years. And we're still in our infancy stage, but we are slowly, you know, making waves, even with the it considered as a as a real sport, and also with North Phoenix Diana, the first hijabi worn female wrestler, and also me making waves in Australia. I think as a whole, Southeast Asian wrestling is slowly becoming more known uh, towards the eyes of the world, and I think that's amazing because that's what our end goal is. So based on the fact that the government has just recognised it as a professional sport, does that mean the sport is now entitled to some sort of grants and the like to help it going along? Yeah, I think, uh, can't really talk much about it now, but I just know that the government has, uh, will support us in some way to help excel that sport uh, in Malaysia and mostly, hopefully, in the world. And there's a number of wrestlers from the whole region, from Southeast Asia, that that are starting to make a name for themselves, which is really good, like Alexis Lee in Singapore. And um, obviously, as you mentioned, you. And um, it's just fantastic because the style of wrestling in Southeast Asia is so fast. And I feel like adopting more of that into Australia can only add to what, we're, to what fans here get to see. Exactly. I, um, one of my goals when I first came to Australia is to you know, connect a bridge, a wrestling bridge between uh southeast asia and australia and slowly we did that with uh robbie and wham bam and all the other wrestlers and that's what i want for us to work together and like you know progress together i think the great thing is too and with malaysia in all sincerity you can catch an air asia flight from avalon airport for 180 <laughs> bucks each way and you could you could have a few wrestlers go over there for a week or two have a bit of a holiday and do some wrestling at the same time and, and be a part of shows. And it, it, it makes sense. It's yeah, only 100%, a, seven, yeah. a seven-hour seven flight to Kuala Lumpur, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And your coach, Carlo, was over with you. Um, was this year, wasn't it? This year, such a long year. Yeah, yeah. He, um, I think his debut for my PW was against me. 
uh, that that match kind of went crazy and viral with the German suplex spot and whatnot. Uh, I think the month after that, he did come down again, but I was I was in Melbourne. I think he fought uh, a wrestler called Eddie Powers in a um, my PW New Moon, which we had they had to tone down the venue and whatnot due to COVID restrictions. But that was the last show we had uh, before lockdown happened in Malaysia. There, there was, was a, a lot like having Carlo come, um, sort of, he's one of the figures who can come back to Malaysia and meet all of the guys who you've been training with and growing up with. Well, I think, I think it's amazing what, what Carlo's doing uh, when he came down. He did stay for, for quite a while during his debut. I think he stayed for a week and a half. Uh, we just got to know uh, everyone in training. And also he did seminars over there. So kind of cool to see, like, uh, my coach from Australia coming down to like, even teach uh, the students of my PW what, what Australian wrestling is like and whatnot. And I think he really enjoys his time in Malaysia since, you know, the atmosphere and also the fans. The fans are going crazy for Carl. And when they saw Robbie, uh, I brought Robbie down uh, last year, I think, they went crazy. And honestly, that's what I want it to go just to go up between Southeast Asian wrestling and, you know, wrestling here. You wrestled a guy called Jai Eagle back in, uh, earlier this year, back in Malaysia. Is that Robbie's cousin? <laughs> oh, you know, when, when Robbie came down there, he, he bullied uh, JY Eagle a lot of times. Um, you know, JY is, a, is an odd person. He's an odd uh, teenager, but we, we love him uh, with all our love. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I just renamed him Jai. I wasn't really sure <laughs> to say why. No, all good. <laughs> now, when the when that viral video started blowing up your phone, what, what's what's that like? The German, German suplex. Surely everyone's seen it now. Of uh, Carlo, there was a lot of height on there. Through about a kilometer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, honestly, uh, when the when the video went viral, I didn't expect it to go. Uh, insanely viral. I found out about it when I was um, driving to the to get physiotherapy. Actually, the next day, I was just driving. When I got there, I just got like notifications like going off for the whole two hours when I was in the session, just like on Twitter and Instagram everywhere. I think even the WWE UK account retweeted it or tweeted about it, and it was. It was going crazy during that time. The, the thing of beauty about it was um, like how much control that you had over your body while there, uh, that could have been a really dangerous spot, but you and Carlo, it was like magic. You, were, you flew through the air, but you were in complete control of your body. Right, okay. So a lot of people said like on Twitter it was dangerous, it was unsafe, etc. But I it was I felt I felt nothing. Um I think we both of us didn't expect me to fly that high up or like have that much <laughs> of an airtime. Because um, what Carl told me was to just jump vertically and that's what I did. I didn't expect it to be you know I didn't expect myself to be in the air for that long. I think when I looked to the side that's when I saw the ground and that's why like it looked like I fell on my neck first it was it was all good um it was actually super duper safe uh, Carl is a safe worker I think just from that 30 second clip of people seeing it online they can like you know you can't really please everyone now when um when wrestling comes back whether it's later this year or early next year um are we going to see more suplexes like that around in Melbourne? Ooh, I hope not. That's, mm, mm, <laughs> I hope not. Maybe, maybe not on me. If it's on someone else, go for it. But definitely not on me anymore. You'd need to really trust the guy in the ring with you. That's for sure. Exactly. Mm -hmm. What um, surprised me about that video was the amount of laughter that was happening in the crowd when you oh. landed it. Yeah, so... <laughs> I'm not sure that understood actually what just happened. <laughs> I, honestly, I, I, I don't think anyone 
in the crowd, like the Malaysia Pro Wrestling Club, has ever seen anything that scary or yeah. that impressive, to be honest. I've never seen them jump out of their seats that quickly when they saw me land neck first. I think they just like to see me get hurt, but I don't know. Um, I want to take you back to your MCW debut because I know that when you got to Australia, that was one of your big goals was to debut at MCW and you got to do it against two, I think two of your favourite guys to work in Melbourne, um, Royce Chambers and Jet Ruka. And that match for me was a doubleheader weekend, was the best match of the weekend. You want to talk us through um, that experience? Wow. Uh, well, I didn't expect that match to be, you know, that crazy, that talked about um, that much because they did have, um, I think, they did have a lot of, uh, you know, really good matches. Also, like, Osprey and Carl Fletcher uh, headlining the, I think, first night. I didn't expect that match to blow up that well. I think we, all three of us, just had something to prove. Uh, not to just ourselves, but to the fans also with me and Royce debuting. And so Jet is on the rise in MCW. I think we just wanted to prove a point that although we may not be like, you know, as big as the other guys, as, you know, known as the other guys, we can still do it. And I think that kind of skyrocketed uh, to the success of me, Royce, Jet, and also Tyson, uh, where we are today. Well, definitely the MCW crowd, um, they often don't respond very well to guys that they've never heard of. And a lot of them are loyal to that promotion. So I saw that when you and Royce came out, there wasn't much reaction. Um, Jet's obviously very popular. But by the end of the match, you and Royce had both had your names chanted by the crowd. So that must have felt amazing. Yeah, like when, when they started chanting Golden Boy, I started smiling and stuff. I kind of forgot like I was in the match. I think if you guys watch it again on MCW Encore, that was, was a glimpse second, like five, ten seconds where I'm just listening to the crowd and I completely forget that I'm the match because that was the first time I heard, um, you know, the MCW crowd chant Golden Boy and it was, it was pretty, pretty crazy. And then... Um getting to wrestle Robbie Eagles in MCW ring as well. Well, what was that like? Obviously, he's the the top of the tree in Australian wrestling and you got to wrestle him in Adelaide. But on, in that MCW ring, it's just, I think it's different. You know, the crowd is so hot in Thornbury Theatre. What was that experience like? Oh, that, that match was, I think, my last match in 2019. So that was a great way to uh, end 2019. Um, I wrestled, I think that match with Robbie in MCW was the third time I've been in a match with Robbie. Uh, our first singles was in my PW and that was uh, the main event of the event. Um, MCW, we had something to prove that, you know, we've done a match in Malaysia. What else can we do to top that match? And it was even crazier. Um, I think the super duper top rope backpack thing that he does, that was, I think, when that happened, the crowd just went crazy. Um, I just feel like we had our own small trilogy that started in Adelaide in front of 40 people to like 400 people in Malaysia to what, almost a thousand people in MCW. So that's, you know, I'm so glad that my first match was with Robbie as in 2019 and my last match in 2019 was against Robbie. So it came full circle. Um, for a young guy to have wrestled Robbie three times is very rare. Um, how much have you been able to pick up from him and how much, how much better do you think, feel like your chemistry was by that last match from the first one? Right. I, I learned a lot from Robbie, even though he, you know... He didn't teach me or anything. Just being the match with him made me learn so much uh, in terms of wrestling, in terms of uh, facial expressions, and just how to carry yourself as a, as a wrestler. And I think our first singles match in Malaysia was the one that kind of uh, 
was like, okay, we have chemistry and we work together well. Uh, what else can we do? And MCW was the test. Like, what else could we do that made it, uh, that could top off the match in Malaysia? And I think that chemistry um, with Robbie is something special because, like you said, it's quite rare for a young wrestler that just came to Australia to have three matches in a row in one year with Robbie. And I think that really helped me uh, progress myself as a wrestler in Australia. And also, like, to wrestle someone who's wrestling in the best of the Super Juniors tournaments and things like that. So he's at the top of his game. Um, those opportunities are worth their weight in gold. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, it's quite rare to, you know, get a match, let alone my first match in Australia being with uh, Robbie. So, I mean, you said you earlier on you're over here studying as well. Uh, how long have you got left of your course? And... What's the plan when you finish your studies? I think I've got two or three years left here. I think... Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> That's good for us. I'm going to be here for a long time, guys. Don't worry. Um, I honestly feel like I want to stay in Australia after I study. But, you know, let's see where it takes me and whatever it is. I'm just going to go with the flow. So you have, to have. Do you mind if I ask what you what are you studying? Uh, I'm currently studying bachelor's in communication for media. Fantastic. So with with the quarantine happening, it's kind of it's kind of useless because we can't go and record or film. Yeah. So I don't know I don't know what's happening with this semester, but we'll just you know just gotta it is what it is. Tony, you well, Tony used to be media. Tony Tony used to be a big radio star, so. Um, he might have connections for you. Used to be. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's let's say COVID finishes by the end of the year, and next year we've got a clean. <laughs> let's let's be positive, and say next year we've got a clean slate for um, for wrestling in Melbourne. Um, what are your goals, and who do you really need to get in the ring with? That's a tough one. I, um, honestly, I just want to wrestle as many people as I can, as get on as many shows as I can next year to make up for what I've lost this year. I don't have anyone particularly in mind, but I would really love to face all the amazing people, all the wrestlers, not even just in Melbourne, but also in, in um, Sydney and Adelaide and etc. But, you know, hopefully COVID will disappear by the end of the year fingers crossed yeah fingers definitely. crossed that would be well, lovely well we definitely have we love watching you wrestle so any opportunity that we get will definitely be at the shows and um i'm looking forward to seeing what you can do when you get back in the ring yeah i can't wait to get back in the ring i can't honestly this year has been one of the stressful, most stressful years of my teenagers. But, you know, I'm, I'm ready for 2021. I've only actually watched you wrestle once, and that was uh, at the Corner Hotel against Nick Berry. Oh, that is one of my most favourite matches in Melbourne. It was I don't a good know match. why. It was... I, I, I just feel the atmosphere was, was super-duper fun. And that's a completely different crowd to what you would have ever worked in front of before, I'm assuming. Yeah, so that I think I'm sure I was the Malaysian crowd don't go yeah. to wrestling matches mm. pissed and all that sort of stuff. No, <laughs> no not at all. So it was, um, anyway, it was a first time experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, every time I've seen you wrestle, you've knocked it out of the park. Emin, thank you so much for being a part of our podcast. We really do appreciate it, mate. Wishing you all the best. Uh, for the remainder of your time here in Australia and hopefully beyond that, we get to see you for a lot more longer years here uh, in Australia. Thank you very much, guys. I'll, you know, I'll see you guys in three years' time. Uh, <laughs> you know, don't know when COVID's going to end, but hopefully this year and let's get wrestling back in 2021. And if ever you do need the advice of a past radio star, just look me up. We can help you out. <laughs> that was the <laughs> How was the kangaroo? Oh, yes, the yeah, kangaroo. Get to the kangaroo. Yes. Amazing. 
with some brioche buns and some cheese. Did you have it as a steak or as mince? I had it as a kangaroo burger. Uh, now, was your yeah. kangaroo burger rare or was it cooked? Okay. When they told me on the instructions to cook each side for five minutes, that's what I did, but yep. it turned, it became burnt. So I don't know if it's, well, I don't know. Because I you went to the to hard cook, rock. You need to cook kangaroo rare. Rare. Or well, it gets tough. Yeah, I, I, I see. I went to the Hard Rock Cafe many years ago. We're talking and had a kangaroo burger, and they cooked the meat rare. And it was rare. It was like I don't mind rare steak, but this yeah. was like this wasn't even cooked. This was like thirty <laughs> seconds on each side. It was just seared. Perfect. And they're telling me that's how I'm devil. I said, "You're kidding me, nah." How is kangaroo burger supposed to be like? Is it supposed to be cooked or rare well, or what is it? For me, a medium rare would have been fantastic. I don't mm-hmm. want to see it still in a process. It shouldn't form. still be jumping. It shouldn't no. still be jumping. <laughs> <laughs> all right, mate. All the best. Look forward to seeing you around soon. Thank you, guys. Take Thank care. Em and the kid joining us here on the turnbuckle. Just about to. I was just about to introduce you. Shut up. Get <laughs> the name right, Tony. Give me a countdown or something. Fucking he, hell. He was going to be. Uh, we were going to have a guy called T Rex on the show, but I have no idea who the hell that is. So I'm glad we've subbed oh. him in with this bloke, oh. Marcus Cool. That's Hello, disrespectful, Marcus. Tony. He's he's actually way more entertaining than I am. So you're you're lost. No, I do like Marcus. I do like T Rex. Fantastic bloke. Yeah, he's, we'll get he's him a great in the future. My first, my first question to T Rex was going to be if he was in a tag team match, would it have to be with another dinosaur? Is there sort of like some sort of dinosaur type rule that you have to be a part of? Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm out. I reckon, I reckon, I reckon would you have... save that gem of a question for when we have T Rex on in the future. Well, we may, we may never have now. I might have just stuffed that right up. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's a terrible question anyway, so there's no loss. Marcus Cool, welcome. Thanks, do... lads. It's good to be back. It's been a while. It you has been a while. Raya. You're totally fucked over there. We're yeah. all right. Yeah, well, I was going to ask you, uh, what is life like over there in the land of the long white cloud? Well, I don't want to rub it in, but it's fantastic. I mean, we're out and about. We're doing things. Life's normal. <laughs> it's nice it's to have a... Than, it's, it's way better than Australia. It's nice to have a good leader. It is nice to have a good leader, yeah. She's done a good job as our Jacinda. She's done yeah. well. Well, hang on. There's, there's, a, there's parts of Australia that are, um, are like New Zealand. Tasmania. That's true. I have been chatting which we've my, always my thought they're friend. a bit like New Zealand. You're right. I have been chatting to my good friend David Storm in Perth, and he says everything's fine there. Uh, yeah, but, but then again, he is, he is a compulsive liar. No, no, no. They've, they've actually cut themselves off the rest of Australia. You seriously cannot cross the border if you're from anywhere else. Oh, really? Yeah, they just totally shut themselves off. They, for years, they've been wanting to disassociate themselves with Australia and become their own country, and now it's come to fruition for them. <laughs> they've finally achieved it. Yeah. But we're in Victoria, so everyone's fucked us off. We've been kicked out. Yeah. You guys are screwed, aren't you? We're the ones who ruined it for everybody. You have really fucked it up. You really did. I've what never, happened? I've never been a heel before in my life, but I feel I know what one feels like now. Uh, what happened? A security yeah. guard who was looking after the sick people in the hotel decided to have sex with one of the COVID patients. No, I'm not making this up. Yeah. 
she and was then, um, she was begging for fresh air. So her <laughs> so in order to give it, let her out of the hotel for fresh air, she said she'd have sex with him. Was then, the security guard Adam Brooks? It's <laughs> <laughs> a fair question. No, it wasn't. Right. Uh, Brooksy got out. Brooksy's Brooksy escaped. He's in. Oh, he's in he? Adelaide. He's in Adelaide. Ah, so Adelaide's fine. Uh, they've got a couple of cases, but yeah, they're pretty fine. Yeah. Right. Uh, we've got we've got more people dying each day than the rest of Australia are getting in cases. So yeah, yeah, was, we're fucked. I think yesterday it was like Australia had seven hundred and fifty cases, and we had like seven hundred and fifty-seven of them. <laughs> in that 24 hour period anyway <laughs> enough about how screwed Victoria is you've got a massive show coming up this weekend I always thought the Southern 50 was a water skiing event up on the Chuka the, <laughs> the Southern 80 it's not, oh, that's the, not even right oh, <laughs> the Southern Rumble yeah it's happening again you told us it wasn't happening this year. That's right. We were going to come. <laughs> it, did I? No, yeah, it, it wasn't yeah, happening. Did. It wasn't happening at the stadium. So we're not doing uh, it at the stadium. So that's why it's a two-night event. So everyone can come. Well, we thought we weren't, we weren't that keen on doing the stadium this year, just with everything going on, especially as well. So, but we thought because it's five years, we'd do a throwback and go back to our original venue where it all started, um, which is where we're doing it, which is at the Corinthian Centre in Invercargill. And we're doing two nights, which we've never done before, back to back. Um, so we're doing Friday, Saturday night to celebrate five years of SPW. And In Invercargill um, in, in August, I would dare you to do it outdoors for two nights. <laughs> <laughs> It'd minus yeah. five, wouldn't it? Ten, maybe. Yeah, um, but now we're excited and it's it's all looking really good. We're uh, we're, we're looking pretty full for both nights. Um, it, it doesn't look like COVID nineteen has put anybody off coming to have a good time. So um, yeah, we're we're stoked. We're looking forward to it now. It's looking like a great lineup as well. We've got a we had a few surprises lined up, which we announced. We've got TK Cooper back from the UK. We've got Niwa from back from UK and Mexico. Um, so yeah, we're 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 pretty happy with with what we've managed to pull together on a short time frame. So you you smuggled in uh, TK back into the country, and he's isolated for two weeks before even letting his mum know. How, how did how did that pull that off? I yeah, I know. <laughs> you don't want Slade Mercer back, do you? <laughs> Definitely not. Well, but Max Damage surely gets a run. He was the security guard. That makes that makes way more sense. <laughs> <laughs> that would make sense for sure. Um, um, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised they're all not trying to get back here because you guys are just you, yeah, like I said, you fucked it. Yeah, yeah. No, we certainly <laughs> have literally. But it shows like how much you guys have done in a short period of time that so many of the guys that are coming back have gone on and been successful overseas. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, very true. Like, we, I think we, we must have got really lucky where there's just a ton of New Zealand talent that's been lurking here for a while that were finally given a platform to show what they can do. Um, and they've gone on to do some great things. Uh, there's, New Zealand is still full of talent. Um, we're a talented bunch over here. I mean, I'm British, so I can't, you know, I'm just riding their coattails. But, uh, you know, they're, they're very into the sports, they're very athletic, and there's a lot of talented people here. So, um, yeah, we're, we're looking good for the future too. And I love the way that you've set the show up. So like it's a throwback to your very first show that you did with the people that you're bringing back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like Neewa was on our very first show back then. He was Johnny Idol. Um, you know, TK Cooper has been a big part of our history as well. So it's good to bring back Kiwis that are, a, you know, have been a part of us since the very beginning. Um, and then use all of our current homegrown stars that we've built up over the five years too into big storylines so it's it's going to be a good weekend and the two nights was um that didn't hold any fears for you um it definitely did yeah but you know the way we looked at it was when we run the stadium we get 1500 in there 
and this venue only holds 450. So we thought, you know, over two nights, you know, that's not even, you know, matching yeah. what that stadium is. I mean, I know the stadium's a different type of draw, but um, we we have that audience and capacity to do it, and we we know we we're going to go hard out with it. So it's um, yeah, we we were kind of half confident, and it's paid off. It's going it's going really well. Now the five year anniversary. Do you uh, did you think five years ago you'd be here now running a a double header on a weekend? Pinch yourself looking back at all the all the shows and the success. Yeah, no, and I, I definitely didn't think I'd be working T Rex again. <laughs> it was bad enough the first time and now five years I'm doing it again I'm like fucking hell um, but yeah no man it's it's yeah it is pretty it is pretty cool um, we've had Tyler who uh, I think I shouted out on the last show he's he does all that production and, and videos and he's such a talented dude and he, he's put a lot of effort and time into this five year anniversary and we've got quite a few special videos that are going to be playing on the night only and um, that he sent through recently, and and they've done so well. And um, the way he's recapped the history and tied them into our current storylines that are on this show is is pretty special. We've always been very, you know, character and storyline driven, and really focused on that stuff. Um, and you can see how it's all kind of come together in this in this five year anniversary show, which is which is pretty cool. That um, we've managed to wrap it all up over this one weekend. Was that a challenge with um, the big break between shows? Um, to keep your storylines fresh and keep them in people's mind? Because um, I imagine that would have been re really difficult. Yeah, yeah, it has, man. And that's one thing that we, we did think about quite a lot. And it's actually a, a big reason as to why Tyler has spent so much time on these videos that we're going to use on the night is to kind of do a bit of recap and, you know, tell those stories during the evening for people that may have forgotten. Um, and obviously using a lot of social media, but everyone knows social media is great, but you're only going to reach a certain amount of people. Um, so there's going to be a lot of that storytelling that's going to be happening during the night. The scene obviously over here in Australia has been shut down for the last six months and nothing much has really happened apart from a show or two in Australia and, and uh, sorry, South Australia and Queensland in the last couple of weeks. Uh, what's it been like over there in New Zealand? Have you guys been up and running for a while or... Will this sort of signal a restart? Yeah, there's there's been a couple of shows that happened last weekend. That's why I've got a black eye. Oh, yeah, um, too. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. I thought it was your bad. missus. I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> she was chuffed about it. <laughs> um, yeah, so there has, there has been a couple of shows that have already happened in the North Island, but this will be the first one down in the South. Um, yeah, and I was... 2020 was going to be a big year for me in Aussie. I was I had regular bookings with PWA and Mal and MCW, which was I was really excited about. And um, yeah, that went to shit. Mm. Yeah, once again we apologise. Uh, our yeah. security system is not what it should be. Yeah. <laughs> Max damage just causing <laughs> ultimate destruction. Yeah. Damage whole state now. <laughs> I'll tell you what's even funny and you may not have even heard the story the two oh. girls came down from Queensland to rob a handbag store at Crown and then took COVID-19 back to Queensland and now they're getting cases um, Is that even in the media Tony or have you made that up? No I that's true that. that's true it's fact Okay I hope you're accurate Well it's on this podcast now so it's fact <laughs> <laughs> And it's on this podcast so it doesn't need to be accurate <laughs> Nothing, nothing's accurate on this podcast. Exactly. No, no. <laughs> well, yeah, especially Tony getting names wrong. Right. That's the good thing. If Tony does say something inaccurate about someone, he'll say the wrong name, so you'll get away with it. Yeah, Mark Moretti. I can't even. <laughs> Mark Moretti. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, so. How long have your days been uh, this week preparing? Um, yeah, it's with it with it being two shows. But in saying that, because we've had such a long time to prepare, not really that bad because we've had, we had a lot of everything pre-prepped. So it's not it's not been too bad. Um, a lot of the work does go to um, T Rex Troy, but his wife Michelle she does a lot of work as well in terms of the lead up and the organization and the kind of the boring thankless admin jobs that people don't really realize. 
So she does a lot of that stuff. And I think she's had a bit of a rough week. So shout out to Michelle. Good on you, Michelle. We love you. Well done. Yeah, good check. And what about the in-ring training? Obviously, the long, the long layoff, getting everyone back in the ring shape. Has it stepped that up for the, this week leading up to the doubleheader? Yeah, the, bo- the boys have actually been really good. Well, I mean, naturally, as soon as lockdown was lifted, they just couldn't wait to get back in there, right? It's almost like you find a new lease of life. Um, so they, they've, been, they've been training and working real hard, um, as have I. So, um, yeah, we're all ready to go. I think everyone's throffing. How's uh, lockdown been for you? Is it, um, has it been good for the body to have the break? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I, I feel a lot better for it. Um, and I was, because I'm in such a, I mean, I'm from Queenstown. So, very, like, if, there's, if you're going to choose anywhere in the world to have a lockdown, Queenstown's probably the place you'd do it. Because I'm not bragging, but we're in such a good spot for hikes and walks. And, and although we're in a lockdown, you know, there's, we're a town of 17,000 people. So it's not like there's a, a lot going on. So um, I got to go out and do a ton of hikes and runs and, and outdoor workouts, which, which kept me busy rather than being locked indoors all the time. So I actually felt really good at the end of it. Sorry to rub that in. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. One day, we're allowed to go on a one-hour freedom walk every day. So that's... Uh, oh, yeah. That's something it. to look forward to. Allowed outside one, for one hour a day, that's it. Yeah. One hour a day. A one-hour freedom walk, you call it? Yeah. Wow. That's what I call it, yeah. Well, it's funny. I was... Uh, I had fun. a chat with... Mikey J from um, MCW, formerly MCW, the other night, and um, he was cracking me up because he was, he wasn't allowed to go outside, and he was taking quite a lot of phone calls. So he's on Facetime to me whilst he's on his treadmill. <laughs> so, and he's done like a, a record amount of steps on his <laughs> treadmill, and he's telling you've, me all about it. You've buried and he was the, so impressed with himself. You've buried to be the fair to Mikey. To be fair to Mikey, he has to take double the steps of everyone else. <laughs> but hang on, you've totally buried the lead there. Did you say formerly of MCW? What's he done? Has he got rid of it or something? Uh, I don't know. Is that? Is that? I don't know. Is it? Yeah, just take the piece. Yeah, it's out. It's, all. it's out. It's, it's out. out. It's out. <laughs> is it out? Yeah, it like, is. I was just widely, having a lender. It's not widely ah. known. It's not widely known, but yeah. It's been in the Observer, so. Oh, if it's been on the observer, yes, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Exactly yeah. Fuck you, Mark. Yeah, I don't care. No. <laughs> Bloody hell, Tony. You should have scooped the melts. What do you think? Oh, exactly. I felt bad for like a second there. And then, <laughs> uh... Speaking of feel bad, what did you think of uh, Liverpool? <sighs> well, I... I t- I've Put got your hands down, will she? Well, I was happy about Liverpool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, good on them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were, they were great, to be fair. It's nice to have someone different every now and then. It was, yeah. yeah. No, good on them. All right, mate. Well, thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> got nothing else on that. Good on them. Yeah, I'm not, <laughs> where, where, where will we be able to see Southern Rumble in Australia? Um, which should be available on, via SPW On Demand, which you can either get online via browser or download the app. And it should be available very shortly afterwards. I'm not going to give you a time frame because Tyler will punch me in the face. And because it's two days of shows, we get that. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we're hoping it will be on there shortly after the events. But I'm so, not- keep, so keep your eyes on the socials. Yes. Mate, thank you so much yeah. for joining us. Really do appreciate it. Uh, and tell T-Rex that uh, we might have him on again. Down the track. <laughs> he might not want oh, to come well. on, Tony. No, You're a jerk. Not. Exactly. Yeah. No wonder we're getting blocked on Facebook by people on Twitter. Can you believe that some traffic bloke from the <laughs> ABC blocked us on Twitter? What? A tra- the bloke that reads the traffic on the ABC <laughs> has blocked us on Twitter. Weird. I'm the only one driving in the traffic. You guys are working from home. <laughs> and there is no traffic. You need to listen to what, are you, what traffic are you announcing at the moment? Yeah, that's a redundant job at the moment. Oh, Lord. It's, actually, it's actually not a bad run. That's all right. I mean, we are, we're blocked by pro wrestling tees as well. Yeah, well, then that's your what? fault. That's what? your what? fault. Really? It was me and Gino. We're raising hell, my friend. That's oh. what we're doing. 
Um, Gino's normally blocked from everything, isn't he? Yeah, yeah there's reasons for that. Tony's going to be blocked. <laughs> Tony's going to be blocked by T-Rex by tomorrow. <laughs> well, at least fucking Tony got T-Rex's name right and didn't call him, like, I don't know. Oh, no, no, no. Did you call him Velociraptor? We we did a pre-record and he referred to T-Rex as the human cutting machine. (laughs) (laughs) We we had to do four takes. It's like he's a human breadboard. (laughs) Unbelievable. Can I get rid of him? Because this is just embarrassing me. Uh, Marcus, you are more than welcome on this show anytime, my friend. We love you. And uh, have a great weekend. Really look forward to seeing it when it comes out. Cheers, lads. Now, I appreciate the support as usual. And I hope you get out of lockdown soon because, yeah, that's no fun. Yeah, no, Five more weeks at we least. We do too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, See you back in Melbourne in about three years' time. <laughs> yeah. So I, need some, I need to get over there. I need some bookings. Sort it out, please. Thanks. Uh, good on you, Marcus. Cool joining us here on The Turnbuckle. Always great to have Marcus Cool on the show. Can't believe I late minute call up. seven times as well. Uh, yeah, late minute call up, which was fantastic. Replace yeah, the cutting board. Yeah, he's, he's had a, a lot of. Uh, <laughs> he's board. had a lot of late nights uh, organising this double header, and we kept him up uh, even later. It was half past eleven when he recorded this over there in New Zealand. So we really do appreciate it, Marcus. Thank you so much, and we do hope you guys have a fantastic weekend this weekend. Well, I mean, it's after nine o'clock, so it's past your bedtime as well, Tony. It is, and I'm just about to go to bed. Uh, but first of Wait, all, we've no, do... still got to finish the show. Uh, we're going to well, let's do the segment exactly. Before we go any further, guys, I want to tell you about our brand new sponsor. Did you know that we are now sponsored by Manscape.com? And the good news is, Manscape's just launched in Australia. They've gone, we've gone years actually without using the right tools for the job. You can be one of the first to experience. Their life-changing products here in Australia. Lyle, have you had a have you had a go? Uh, yes, uh, opened it up. Massive package. Uh, Fantastic package. It's the first first time there's been a massive package in your house. Uh, well, that I know of. Um, I like I said <laughs> earlier, I am at work for ten hours a day, and I am getting pushed out the door. Um, no, in, in all honesty, Tony, did, we got one of everything. In there, you know, there's we did. We got ball, ball deodorizer, ball yeah, it's everything yeah. some boxer shorts, some t shirts. Uh, yeah, it's like a little show bag. But the uh, have the you used three. have you used the lawnmower 3.0 yet? Ah, uh, yes, I have, and had nothing but positive reviews, Tony. I'll Who leave from? it at that. Uh, well, <laughs> the hugs and the kisses, cars. now, Tony. Yes. Well, the real test is going to be when you have a crack with this because... Well, it is because I'm old and I'm sort of fair against to say, manscaping. It's fair to say that it's got its work cut out for on you. <laughs> yes. I would have preferred the chainsaw 3.0. <laughs> <laughs> or a whippersnipper 4.3. <laughs> yeah. We'll see the how Tony, we I, I know you can't, we can't do it, but you know, the before and after shot would be a massive selling point. Um, the sales Look, would go through the roof. I haven't used it yet because you both know that I like hiring people to do my gardening for me. Yep. And Jim's mowing a band at the moment. So I don't know who's going to use the lawnmower 3.0. I can, uh, tell you, I can tell you that George Bush isn't the biggest bush in my lifetime. How can people get it, Tony? Well, I tell you what, the, the great thing about it is, is that Manscaped, as we said, have redesigned the electric trimmer. The lawnmower 3.0, the third generation trimmer, it's premium stuff, water-resistant technology. And I'll tell you, the battery lasts for 30 hours or something. It's just absolutely amazing. What you can do to help yourself trim that junk of yours, gentlemen, get 20% off and free shipping when you use the code MYPODCASTHOUSE. That's it. All you need to do is type in MYPODCASTHOUSE at the checkout at manscaped.com and you'll also receive a fantastic discount, which is already there plus an extra 20% on that, and free shipping. And the great thing is, your balls will thank you. Jump onto manscaped.com, 20% off and free shipping with any purchase. Use the code MYPODCASTHOUSE 
and do yourself a favor. Your balls, as we said, will thank you. All right, boys, time to continue on with the show. We got sidetracked there for a minute. We did get a little bit sidetracked, but that's okay. It's important to have sponsors. Um, hey, does it matter if you haven't seen Lawnmower 2 and 1 and 2? Will Lawnmower 3 make sense? Uh, it will once you get it. Okay. 100%. Yeah, it's, an ama- it's an amazing thing. Uh, speaking of going underground, WWE Underground. <laughs> that's the worst segue. Um, <laughs> it works for me. <laughs> yes. WWE uh, Raw Shane, had a few bad segues. Like Shane McMahon presents under, WWE Underground, uh, which is being called out for plagiarism from a few places, but I think Underworld said that it looked a bit like Underworld and Bloodsport said it looked a bit like Bloodsport. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm not opposed to the idea. I think if it's done well, it could be... It could be quite good. But what you need to do is it just needs to be the whole third hour of Raw. Raw finishes after two hours. Underground is the third hour. And it's a completely different show. So what is it now? It sort of cut in and out. Oh, did it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Which um, That doesn't make sense. I feel like if it's its own hour, the third hour, um, and you get the right guys working it, um, it could work. But it's, they'd need to, and I think they've acknowledged that they need to work on it a bit because ratings were right up to see what it was, what this new thing was going to be. Yeah. Um, and in my opinion, I think it could be good, but it probably won't be. Well, you know what? Kudos to them for trying something. Yeah, well, they got new eating. Too, so the, no, yeah, the uh, yes, super professional over here eating. Uh, didn't they teach you that in media school? Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it it seems. Hence the like reason why the... failed radio star <laughs> came up. <before. laughs> no, I said former. Yeah, I um, meant failed, but I said former. I think I think the the idea yeah can can be good. It seems maybe they're going to try and overproduce it a bit. It's got that gritty look. Like of Underworld did, and the blood sport with the ring is set up with no ropes. And is Bray White um, like the? Uh, is it all built around Bray White? No, no. Um, it's no underground, just, not sort of yeah. under. It's like a fight club. Okay. Yeah, Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley was in it, and um, the Viking Raiders look like killers. They got guys who could do it. Um, yeah, the guy getting called up from NXT that's been in development all the while. He's a giant. Oh, man. He's he looks huge. Like a, Killer, so that could work. You can hide his weaknesses instead of being on live television, the raw ring. Um, it's interesting, you know. Shane McMahon did try and buy UFC back in the day, so maybe he's fulfilling uh, that little bit of a fantasy. And apparently, uh, it's his idea, so yeah, we'll oh, see. They've given it a week, they've worked it out, they'll, they'll work it out, it'll come good. But I do like your idea if it's a final hour, I think that's probably not a bad thing. Uh, there's nothing sure than it's not my idea. I stole it from the internet. No, good but idea. it makes sense. Uh, AEW currently rubbing their women's tag team tournaments. Uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm rough that they're doing it because it's fantastic they're giving a vehicle for their women. Um, but doing it without announcing the brackets is interesting. Yeah, it's a different um, concept. I'd love to see him try that at Wimbledon. Doing no brackets. Without us knowing what the brackets were. This week, Roger um, Federer plays A somebody. mystery opponent. Yeah. Tune in to find out. <laughs> so, so, yeah, you got the um, NBA playoffs coming up. You know, they, don't, they won't bracket those. Yeah. But I, uh, I do think that the tournament's positive. I love seeing Vita Scott on commentary because I do think she's got something to offer the wrestling business and um, some blasts from the past like Cameron from WWE in the tournament is interesting yeah you can give the the other women that aren't in the the title picture now for the singles title you give them other storylines and feuds going on and you know there's a lot of a lot of ways they can take it so yeah um 
they can also you. use it like a May Young classic type thing where they get to look at some female talent without having to sign them and yep. see and, and they can see what they've got and then sign the ones they want. It's it's smart business. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Well, let's see how that plays out. Wrestle Rampage has been postponed, boys. Yes, uh, due to like alcohol venue consumptions and density uh, new protocols that are coming in venues and stuff. So they've just held off. Uh, is it a, another couple of weeks or you know to be uh, to be confirmed when they come back? Yeah, just a lot of the grey area with all this COVID stuff going yeah. on. So you know, yeah, I think the they've been sorry. The increase in um, restrictions in South Australia since they got a case or two. Um, yeah. It's the smart thing to do. Um, so, yeah, best of luck to Wrestle Rampage about um, getting that back up and running. Yeah. And also, best of luck to uh, WSW who have cancelled their shows and scheduled them for later in the year. Walsh, have they finally told you that personally? Or? Well, no, they didn't get. They, they released a video today. Um, and announced that yeah, the, the shows are completely cancelled now. So, um, yeah, a few weeks late, but as long as the message is out there and they're refunding all the money uh, within the next seven days. So, if you're a ticket holder for World Series Wrestling, you should see that money hit your account. Yeah, this week. Um, and they're hoping to rerun it later in the year. They're saying. No, no, no. They're just no, it's just postponed. Just cancelled. Okay, just cool. cancelled. Not postponed, cancelled. So um, they'll hope to be back at some stage, but they can't make any plans until international no, travel right, starts exactly. up. So yeah. um, it might be a while before they can come back, which is disappointing. Um, a lot of people really look forward to World Series Wrestling. Um, I know Pepper Lunch really look forward to their tours. And um, yeah, so we'll, we'll see them come back when, when international travel starts back up, I think. Tell you what is also disappointing too for a few of our wrestlers, and I'm sure a lot of them would have used the Tiger Air service here just due to the fact that the flights were fairly cheap to most places. Tiger's now been shut down by Virgin. So uh, that sort of takes a little bit of an option out for fans and also wrestlers to get their way around to different Australian promotions. Yeah, well, um, Virgin are shutting down the international flights as well. So they'll go back to being what they were originally created for which is to be a Australian budget airline. Budget, yep. budget airline. Yep. Which is what Different they need time. to be. Yep. Yeah. Uh, our first COVID promotion uh, to hit the, the, the sort of to be moved on, I suppose, and closing their doors, a Queensland promotion called Australian Wrestling League. Uh, that's not COVID related. Apparently the owner has um, had progression in his uh, other career. And just okay. doesn't have the time to to devote to um, Australian Wrestling League. Um, it's interesting because they were probably the main promotion in Southeast Queensland. So remains to be seen what comes up from the ashes there. But um, yeah, it does leave Southeast Queensland in a strange position without a without too many big promotions because a couple have shut down in the last two years. So. We will wait and see what happens there. And whoever does start up, get in contact. We'll have a chat with you on here and try and help. Get what, some, yeah, um, definitely. They'll pick, they'll, pick up, they'll pick you up steam towards the end of last year and at the start of this year. And you know, well, Reviews from, reviews yeah. from people who have gone have been positive. Yeah. yeah and they'll, they'll bring in you know, talent from all over Australia. We're going, um, you know, trying to get Queensland wrestling back on the map. Um, but res- running a wrestling promotion is a huge commitment, and you know, some you know, some there, there's not a full time living to be made for promoters uh, yet. Hopefully, in the future there is. So you got to look after your number one job first. I think the other interesting thing also is probably one of the few promotions in Australia that could actually open, being in Queensland because they're allowed to have uh, stuff and crowds yeah. at venues. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, well, she, I believe you're going to bone to pick. This is interesting. Yeah, yeah. I certainly do. Okay. Yeah. What I noticed, Tony, is like, um, I remember when your birthday happened and the On The Turnbuckle Twitter account wished you a 
Well, Tom Konecki, they got your name wrong. A happy birthday. And yep. Lyle's birthday came along last week. And we, our Twitter account had a, a funny meme. Uh, and wish Lyle a happy birthday. Um, my birthday was yesterday. Yeah, we said, Crickets. We said I, I did personally Nothing. wish you a happy birthday, didn't I? The On the Turnbuckle social media account gave me nothing. Which I don't control, Lyle. Yeah, that, that, uh, I don't know why you blame. We've got a we've got a social media. I don't do the socials. We've got a social media team. Uh, we, we've got to have a meeting about this. This is unacceptable, Welshie. Um, well, that's did you not, me. Did Can't you not think about sending yourself one? Well, I did that last year. I wasn't going to do it again. It <laughs> <Yeah, that> sucks. <laughs> Didn't we get an intern uh, for this? Yeah, we're. Hey, write this down for the, the ideas for the intern, Tony. <laughs> Send Welshie a birthday wish every year because we're not going to do it. All right, I'll uh, put that down for Will. Know where I stand, do. you assholes. Happy birthday for yesterday, mate. And Lyle for last week, I guess. And Lyle for last week. No, nah, that's what we missed that as well. Buckle Media, they already wished me happy birthday. It's fine, guys. <laughs> That was me, you arsehole. <laughs> Coming up around Australia, PWA Call to Arms will happen behind closed doors on Saturday, August the 8th. You can catch it live on Ovo Play. And August the 7th and 8th, Southern Pro Wrestling in Invercargill, New Zealand. Good luck to all of our New Zealand listeners who could actually go and see that. Our Australian listeners, you won't be going nowhere. Presented, and they present the uh, Southern Rumble celebrating their fifth anniversary. We we're actually going to go to that this year. I think we spoke about that earlier in the year, didn't we? Yep. Well, they weren't going to run this year. They were going to have a year off and do it next year. We were going to go to that, but um, obviously we're not allowed into New Zealand. Hmm. Now, is there anything more worthless than an Australian passport right now? Well, you can't use it, can you? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, and, unless you've got to get your ID checked and you need a... What, to get into a nightclub that you're not allowed to go to? You might need a, a loan for something. You need 300 points of identification. You might use your passport then. Other than that, no. <laughs> Worthless. Uh, if you've got an idea for a podcast, contact my podcast house or on the turnbuckle through our Facebook pages. We'll help to get you on air. Uh, tune in next week. Who have we got next week? Oh, you said you were getting someone, didn't you? No, did I? That's I've done my work. Right. I got Cracker Jack two weeks ago. That's me done for three months. <laughs> three months? That's you done well, for a year. Legend status gets you three months at least. Well, I got two guests this week. So lovely people. Lovely people, but not legends. You doubled, doubled up. Doubled uh, up. And they're both international talents. And if we can't find anyone, we'll just go to a previous interview. We've no, no. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, be back. we'll be back next week. Beauty. Catch you then, boys. Welsh, I want to hear your Manscaped story next week. It'll probably be American Pie-like. Ooh, the zipper. Nothing worse. Talk then.